We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to the Transformative Principal Podcast, where we learn how to be an amazing educational leader. I am your host, Jethro Jones. Are you ready to be a transformative principal? I'm looking for about 10 people who are ready to do what it takes to lead with integrity, find balance, and take your school to the next level. If you're looking to improve your leadership in a measurable way, go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind to see if you qualify to join a group of like-minded people who are ready to be the best principals in the country. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I'm excited to have you listening today. Thank you so much. I'm going to be talking with Red Roll, who's the author of Heavy Sketches, a veteran elementary and middle school teacher who finds ways to connect with kids via sketchnoting and writing graphic novels. So I hope you enjoy this interview. We talk about the importance of creativity, how to help kids get through that barrier of thinking they're not artists to start doing things. And then also we talk about the power and importance of reaching young men and teaching them how to grow up to be strong men. So really great interview, and I hope that you enjoy this. Thank you so much for listening to the Transformative Principal Podcast if you wouldn't mind, please share this with one of your friends and leave a rating interview in iTunes. That would be awesome. Welcome to Transformative Principle. Today, I'm excited to have on the podcast Red Roll from North Carolina, who is a teacher, but also a artist and author. And you can find him at heavysketches.com. And Red, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you've been doing. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start in the beginning, like everybody starts. I've uh, been teaching elementary school for 12 years, moved into middle school the last eight, and, you know, all through my teaching, all through my history of being a, a student, actually, have been doodling and drawing on the side of my paper when you're not supposed to with the teachers, um, get in trouble, and kind of started to see when I became a teacher that the students I taught had the same problem. You know, they would draw and sketch on the side of their paper, and I felt that they weren't paying attention to me. And I kind of just take, just took the love of of drawing and the kids who seemed to 
really lo- love to do something else and besides just listen to you all day long teach, kind of combine them together and... It's a form of note-taking called sketch noting, which it's a fancy word, but, you know, visual note-taking or there's other, some other terms for it, but it's actually letting the students uh, become part of your either your lecture or your whatever curriculum you're talking about and letting them have the freedom to draw on the side of their paper, do it a little bit, as long as it has to do with the subject that you're teaching. So uh, that's how it started with me drawing and getting the kids engaged in drawing kind of evolved into uh, almost every assignment we were doing. The kids wanted to research on the computer, look things up. Uh, hey, can we do a sketch note on this? So we started to use a lot of art into the regular subjects and teaching middle schoolers. My, the middle schoolers I teach, I don't just teach one subject. I have uh, at-risk middle schoolers, and I teach all the subjects. So it's it's worked really well. Uh, it's worked so well, in fact, that, you know, a couple of years ago, I came up with a book based on the sketch noting piece, and I know I'm long-winded here, but now I'm taking all that to the road and teaching uh, students and teachers how to incorporate this into their classroom. Well, I don't think you're that long-winded, but that was a great overview of, of what you're currently working on and your experience, and I appreciate that. You know, one of my challenges, I think sketch noting is really cool, but I'm just not very artistic, and so I feel like uh, every time I start to do that, then it ends up looking not anything like what it's supposed to be. So how do you teach kids to draw effectively and fast enough that they can actually complete something uh, that makes sense with what you're talking about in a short enough amount of time that they're not moving on. You're not moving on to something else before they're done drawing it. Right. And that seems to be the biggest hang up, not with just kids, but adults too, because adults are sketch noting in colleges and businesses, but you know, and not everybody can draw that well, but everybody can make, you know, bold lines and, and a different font or capital letters. And the art that I'm doing and, and it, that's on the website is more of an embellished sketch note. So I take, you know, that in consideration. And when I'm teaching the students and the teachers, and there's a lot of teachers that I come across, they're like, oh, I can't do this. How am I going to get my kids to do this if I can't do it? But, um, you know, the loose leaf paper, you know, line, you know, has the lines on it already. It, it lends itself to easily making squares. And, and it's really just kind of putting borders around certain ideas that you're note-taking on. And that's really what it is, uh, you know, bullets and just organizing your paper in a more effective way. Uh, some kids are awesome artists and they'll go too far with it where I'll have to kind of stop them and say, hey, listen, you got you to gotta stop on this and maybe finish it at home and, and move on to the other notes. The other situation that like you said was when we're first sketch noting and I'm teaching, the, the students aren't expected to have these uh, master, you know, pieces of art that, that they've created. It's jotting it down on paper quickly, uh, as with any notes, a little bit of sketch here or there, some borders, you know, they might be making a um, one section all in capital letters to remind them. But what they do is they take them home and, of course, writing notes over again, just just to write them as, as the old school style kind of helps you remember. But this way, they can organize it better, they can rewrite it, and then they can spend a little bit of time on their art. I have some students that don't do any art at all. And one girl in particular, she all she wants to do is do borders, you know. So she's framing all her work in borders and just using a different font style. So there's many different ways that you can do it. But yeah, you don't have to be an artist. <laughs> So uh, you talked a little bit about how it helps kids become part of your lesson. Can you expound on that a little bit? Well, I think um, 
and it's not just sketch noting. I think being a teacher that isn't just up in the front of the class, you know, I'm talking, you're listening kind of a thing. Uh, we want it to be interactive. I want, I welcome interruptions all the time throughout my lesson, which some teachers may not, but it, it lends itself to just being that kind of teacher that, that gives the back, you know, back and forth. Uh, hey, you have a question, let me hear it. And then we can kind of expound on that. The piece with the sketch noting is that does have it be interactive where somebody will say, you know, okay, can you slow down a little bit? I want to finish this. And then I'll walk over there, see what they're doing, kind of announce, hey, this, that's a great idea, how they're kind of situating and organizing this particular note-taking skill. And other kids will kind of see that. You know, you can put it on the projector, show everybody else. It gets everybody to be a, a more of a unit and a family and kind of rooting for each other instead of just me being the authoritarian teacher and everybody's just listening. They may do that. Some do that out of fear. I know some teachers I've had that, that you know, you're kind of scared of. But So you're working for them because you don't want to get in trouble. This way, they're working because they're having a good time and it's interactive with not just me, but the their students as well, you know, their classmates. Yeah. And so when, when that happens, do you see that, that kids are more engaged than in typical teaching situations? I do. You know, I've got a lot of energy and even though 20 years, you know, teaching kind of gets to you, I've still been able to keep up the, um, that amount of energy, but I've had my days where I just kind of, okay, the guys, you know, in the past before the sketch journey came about, just got up there and started to talk. And it doesn't matter how animated you are. You're always going to have those kids who are falling asleep or bored or trying to get their phones out or whatever you, whatever it may be. And all teachers have those kind of days, but some teachers are that way all the time, of course. Yeah. But you know, the sketch, just the art itself. I mean, they do a lot of art therapy with, you know, abused children and different things. Art seems to, without, you know, being able to talk is natural for a lot of kids. Yeah, it certainly is. I know, uh, looking at my own children and their desire to draw and, and just create something that's in their mind that they can't necessarily, you know, give words to yet. They can draw a scene and it's amazing to see how they are able to do it at so young an age. And, you know, one of the things that I like about uh, your idea of sketchnoting is that it brings creativity into schools, which we have done a really good job of teaching out of kids. Can you talk a little bit about yes. the importance of creativity for your classroom? Well, and, and that goes for all ages, especially when they're younger. Um, I don't know what age your children are. Kindergarten through uh, fifth grade. Okay, okay. Uh, so, you know, back in kindergarten and first, we always did those projects. You know, the, the, the teachers, the kindergarten teachers are always the ones that are the spunky and, and doing the sock puppets and doing the cardboard cutouts. And so we have a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of hands-on and a lot of creativity in those K-1-2 classes. As it gets older, and it was definitely for me, you know, more academics come in, they're pushing the test, things uh, start to happen, and the teachers feel like they can't be creative anymore, which, of course, uh, trickles down to the kids not being creative, and so that keeps going along all the way through college, and I've noticed that, and people just, you know, these middle school and high school kids just want to get out of school. I mean, they've got girlfriends, they've got, you know, they've got sports, they're into their, their phones, and all of the things now that we didn't have when we were younger, and it's such a distraction that this creativity... They almost feel like they haven't had a chance to do it for so long, or some of them ever, and they are scared to try. And that's the key piece, um, going back to what you said about the sketchnoting and, and some people can't draw. It's 
taking the time as a teacher to, you know, get their interests, teach them a little bit, some small skills about, you know, draw. there's some simple things to draw uh, that everybody could do, and just giving, giving them those tools so that they can feel a little bit better about themselves, not comparing themselves to somebody that's sitting next to them who's like this amazing artist, and I go into these schools, and I'm, I can't believe these middle school students uh, can draw better than I can. I'm a cartoon guy, you know, I don't do a lot of... Uh, realistic looking things and so uh, and I point that out all the time with these kids is you can be create and you can be creative in different ways you know just because somebody's an awesome artist realistic you know portraits uh, doesn't mean that you can't be creative in your own way whether it's even in the writing process or you know a lot of kids want to be these gamers they want to design games for <laughs> for all these um, xboxes and playstations and that takes a lot of creativity and if we're not giving them the chance in any of the subjects, but creativity does lend itself to all subjects. That's what I, you know, even math, everybody's like, how can I be creative in math? Well, we all have those teachers that took kids outside, did projects with them, let kids think for themselves, come up with conclusions by themselves. And as we know, experiences teach way more than anything I could ever say, you could ever say, or a book could ever teach them. Yeah. I mean, the power to create is just incredible. And we often think that we have to get knowledge from a source and we have things within us that we can create and add to what we're learning in school. It's not just about what comes out of the textbook. And I just think that's a really important piece for us to remember. As you're teaching kids how to do, how to sketch note, what are some of the barriers that you run into with them if that we haven't talked about already? Things that like, is time an issue? Is is their own confidence or lack thereof? Is the teacher's resistance uh, difficult? What are some of those barriers that you experience? Okay, and we'll skip over the one where I can't draw because I because we get that all the time. Yeah. I would say, you know, the teacher's resistance, that's a big piece. Uh, a lot of teachers, including myself, you know, if, you, if a kid is sitting there and doodling on the side of his paper, you're automatically going to think that he's not paying attention. So, that's a hard one to get past. On top of that, a lot of the teachers are set in their ways, whether they're younger teachers or older teachers, they're set in their ways. And it's hard to, for some some of them, I mean, a lot of the younger teachers want this creative uh, new way and, and want to try something different. They know that the school systems are always trying different things on them, different textbooks, all these different curriculums. So why not go towards, you know, what the kids are wanting and, and are excited about. I've had a few teachers that just, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. I can't force a teacher to let the let students in their class um, experiment with, you know, and it doesn't mean it has to be everything, every subject. It could be one subject. Hey, it could be 15 minutes. Hey, we're going to try some sketch noting. Let's, let's do it. You'll have those teachers that, that just won't do it. And that's okay. So I'm speaking to the ones that, that will let the kids uh, work. Uh, on top of that, you know, we've got the... The students who, the time can be an issue if the teacher is speaking too fast, if the teacher is showing too much information at once. Uh, what I would do a lot of times is do a PowerPoint and leave it up on the board after I'm talking or use the computer uh, research-based, and that way the kids can go at their own pace, and that seems to work really well too. But it's it's exciting to see the kids get excited about it, and it's something you know new and different. I'm going to Florida um this week, and this teacher is 
it's high school actually. And by high school, you think kids are kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be doodling on my paper, <laughs> but she's all excited. The kids are excited to have me come in and, and just to show them a different way. And, and I think that's how things get started, you know? And having that openness to try it out and experience it is, is super important. When you're teaching kids how to do this, what are the things that we can do, you know, with very little prep to help us get kids engaged in it? What are some simple, easy access to help kids get involved? Okay. Well, the number one, I mean, we all have the loose leaf paper, right? The red line down the sides, yep. the, you know, the blue, the blue lines. Classic. And a lot of people, yeah, classic. A lot of people teach the sketch noting on blank paper, which is okay if you're an artist and you have a creative, really great talent. But a lot of the students, like we were saying before, don't have that or, or are afraid to try. So, you know, the loose leaf paper with the lines is really great because you've got your margins already. You can see the, the red line, um, the red margin on the other side through the paper. So you've got two sets of margins that you can use, you know, which are great little areas for side notes and, and dates and those kind of things. And the lines themselves, you know, the blue parallel lines work really well for creating rectangles and boxes to kind of, like I said, framework and separate different ideas in the notes. On top of that, what I would do when I first go in, and if I have enough time in, in these classes, is just have the kids take regular notes. Don't even tell them why I'm there and, and why I'm, we're going to teach sketch noting. I'm going to talk about this and show a slide. Give me, you know, I'll do five, you know, ten minutes, take some notes, and walk around and see what notes everybody has. A lot of times they're pretty generic. You know, it's, it's sentences going on and on. Some kids naturally will space it out. But that's a good tool to kind of, it's a quick five, 10 minute exercise. It shows where everybody is in your classroom. And then you can kind of say, hey, would, would it be nice if I would have let you say, you know, we're learning about, you know, seeds or something like that. Would it be cool to, to draw something on the side and would it help you a little bit better? And, and most of the time they'll say yes. And they look at me like, wow, you're gonna let me draw my paper. I usually get in trouble for that. So that's a, an easy way. The loose leaf paper going about it with a regular note taking and then kind of just by example showing them hey you could we could add this here we can move this over here and, it, and like I said before it's like collaborative it's it's not just myself other kids are giving ideas I can show other papers and we can all learn from each other which is nice I really like your Facebook page and how you share a bunch of different notes that you've taken and and you can see uh, for those of you who who are listening, you'll go to facebook.com slash heavy sketches or go to transformativeprinciple.org and look in the show notes. I've got it linked up there. But there's a lot of different uh, things, and, and I'm looking at a lot of biography uh, type things. And We had the Black History Month, so I did a whole thing on the Black History. And just to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but just to interrupt you for a second. No problem. Those, those sketch notes are, like I said, I mean, I, I worked on those. It wasn't just something I whipped out, uh, you know, did a rough draft first, uh, kind of went over it. So those are a little bit more embellished. Those aren't the sketch notes that I would typically expect students to do, especially the younger kids. So that's yeah, just a, just a <laughs> FYI for that. Yeah. So of course, what you're going to create is way better. And what you're going to share is way better than what, you know, somebody's just going to do the, the first time doing it. But what I'm seeing is that it's not as much art as you might think. And so there's like the one with Jackie Robinson. So you drew uh, the number 42, uh, which was his number, and you drew that kind of large. You drew a picture of him, which I wouldn't be able to do, but I could draw the 42 
and the baseball and then <laughs> do the little webs and different things like that. And what's cool is that I can see how I could easily start doing some of the similar things that you're doing and breaking up the page in different ways and then uh, having a, a speech bubble come out from the person's picture so that you can say that's a quote that that person had. And, you know, being an artist sure makes it better, but you don't have to be a really great artist just to adjust the way that you are taking notes. Definitely. And, um, you know, that Jackie Robinson, I mean, some of these guys take me five or six tries to do. And, and I tell the kids in class, you know, they all have their phones. I mean, who, we only don't want them to use their phones. And I'm like, hey, if you want to do research on your phone or on the computer, go ahead. And so they'll look up. It's so much easier to use some reference material when you're drawing than it is just to come out of the, I, I couldn't have drawn Jackie Robinson out of the blue, out of, out of my head. I mean, and some kids were using just stick figures, which was fine. And they would use the, you know, the colors of the Dodgers uh, uniform and that speech bubble coming out of the mouth or out of his head since he was a stick guy visually sticks with them. And that's the thing, you know, you have a quote written down, uh, you know, among your many, many notes of words, everything kind of gets lost. And this way, the formatting uh, of the page and us being visual learners, I mean, there's so much research, you know, 60% of us are visual learners, our sense, you know, 90% of the things coming into our brain are, are processed visually. And this generation, I mean, like we talked about before, the video games, the computers, the TV, everything is visual. And so we are, as teachers, at a disadvantage when we're up there lecturing, if we're not engaging them more visually, as well as you know, hands-on and projects. And it's a lot of work. You know, sometimes it's a, it is extra work for the teachers. But to me, you're a teacher because you love kids. You're a teacher because you want to affect kids and, and have a greater future and you get joy out of it. So you put a little bit more effort into the visuals and into trying to make learning kind of come alive a little bit or else you're not going to be able to compete with what's going on in the world. <laughs> That's a really good point uh, because we do have to compete. And rather than trying to compete, we should try to just make what we're doing worth enough effort to them that they want to pay attention to it. And I think that that's a really, a really key point there. And that's still hard. I yeah, mean, it is. you know, Jackie Robinson versus some guy, you know, blowing up aliens. I mean, it's really, uh, and I even say that to the kids. I said, I, I know I'm, I'm a teacher and you guys look at teachers as, you know, as you get older, especially the boys, those are the hard ones to, to get. And I know what they're into and I know all the stuff, the, the fun and the great stuff that's outside of school. But, you know, the, all the great ones went to school. All the people who are making a difference uh, had to had to sit where you are and, and listen to teachers and, be, you know, be grateful at least that I'm one of the teachers that you're not snoring in class in and I'm not screaming at you and yelling <laughs> at you. We've all had those before. And, you know, my other thing, you know, sketchnoting is a huge part of, of me going around and talking, the, the book that I've created, kind of teaching in a different way. But the other thing is to affect those boys, um, those those boys that don't have dads. And, and boys, for some reason, when you're a male teacher and you're in there, they have that connection already with you. So if I can bring it out with, with the art and bring out, you know, their good side, you know, because so many times they don't, they, they, they put that underneath that's in our society's kind of, <laughs> I hate to say it, almost frowned upon, maybe not frowned upon, but definitely doesn't get the media, yeah. right? So trying to instill in them this, you know, hey, you got a duty to do, you know, you've got this art talent, you've got, you, you know, you're in school, let, let's try to, I try to encourage them in a different way, I guess, is what I'm saying, besides just, you know, curriculum based. That is really important. I think uh, one of the things that, 
that I've really learned from being in education as a male is that whether kids have a dad or not, they still need a positive male role model. And I've worked in schools where just about every single person there is a female. And so the kids have lots of really wonderful, great female uh, examples and leaders, but not a lot of positive male role models. And this one school I was at, there were, it was just about all women except for in the highest grade, fifth grade. And there were two men who were uh, teachers. And all these boys that were struggling with all these female teachers in you know kindergarten through fifth grade, and then they get to fifth grade and they're two male teachers, the dynamics were completely different and the relationships were completely different. And, you know, we don't emphasize that enough. And so we definitely need positive male role models to be in our classrooms and in our schools helping kids. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's an important thing that that we definitely need more of. And, you know, this book that I created, you know, it doesn't talk about that. It's a, you know, a mixed match of Dire Wimpy Kid, Mad Magazine, comic books and, and graphic novels. But, you know, this whole platform that I've got going with the heavy sketches is is really my underlying thing. And what we were just talking about, about these boys in, in our society, not just boys, I mean, women, girls too, but so many boys without without dads in this at-risk school I was teaching at, I mean, they've got no dads and sometimes no moms. The way they treat women through the media, what they've seen, and, and they don't have that male role model to say, hey, you can't talk to someone like that. you got eighth grade kids, uh, you know, just running their mouth to these teachers. And and, and I would ask them why. And they'd say, well, cause I don't respect women. And I said, well, that's that's a problem. So that is um, a big, you know, call for me to, while, as I'm going out doing these sketch noting, uh, I always take time, you know, promoting my book, blah, blah, blah. I always like to take time and sometimes too much time, uh, some people would say, and and talk about that and talk about what's going on in society. Because a, a lot of people just come in, they talk about their book, they talk about themselves, and then they leave. Yeah, that's great. Wow. But there's, there's as you know, you know, and all educators know, and parents, I mean, I guess it's everywhere, we need to do something quickly uh, in our society. And I think it's up to the, you know, women do a, a good job of doing of, promoting and, and compassion and putting things out there that are good. I think, like you said, we need a lot more men doing it. Yeah. And I think the the real important piece is we need men to teach boys how to be men. And, you know, just a few days ago, I was talking to a boy at my school who had done something and was handling it really, really poorly. And finally he came around and took responsibility and we were able to have the discussion about this is what it's like to act like a man, that you take responsibility for your actions, you admit when you're wrong, and you know the popular media is not teaching him that that's what a man does. And it was cool to teach him, this is what you do as a man. You take responsibility, you act mature, you deal with the issues head on, you don't run from them, you deal with them, and you don't put people down in the process. And you know, being able to, to have those intimate moments to teach that is so important. And I was grateful that, that he was open to that experience. And what was, what was interesting was that his guardian was uh, across the table from him and was saying all the same things 
but it was a woman and not a man. And so she was trying to teach him how to be a man. And I was trying to teach him how to be a man. And he responded differently when it was coming from another man, not just a woman nagging at him. And, you know, I'm sorry if that sounded like <laughs> it was going to be offensive. That's, that's not, but that's what, the, no, it's not. And it's not. And, and I think women understand it as well. It, that's what the child, that's what this, that boy is, is seeing it as, as nagging because he hears it all the time from her and it is a guardian. It's not, like you said, it's not even the mom. So yeah. And that's, you know, if I can hook these kids to pay attention in school a little bit better to use their talent and it's not just art, you know, I mean, the, my book is art, you know, that's what I've got going on. But you know, like you said, I can't draw. So when I come to these schools, it's it's kind of like a pep rally actually for these for some of these classes. You know, hey, if you're great at the violin, if you love soccer, if you're if you're good at this, good at that, don't give up on that. I'm 46 year old man, and I finally said, you know what, I'm going to do something with my art. I'm not, not going to go to my grave and have all these sketches and all this stuff and my love of drawing and just have it be for nothing. So sometimes you have to stick with it. Sometimes. Kids different ages get made fun of what they like, but just pursue what you got to do, right? And that's where your your talent and your passion is. And if you stick with it, good things will happen eventually. Absolutely. We are coming up close on, on our time, and I really appreciate you sharing what you're, what you're doing, all your information. I've got your website, heavysketches.com, in a link on transformativeprinciple.org. And could you, my last question is, what is one thing that a principal can start doing today to be a transformative principal? Okay, and I've had a lot of principals in my time, and I've had some good and I've had some bad, so this is good. What I've come across a couple times is, and I didn't really realize this until I taught for a long time, that principal, whoever it may be, he or she, t- sets the tone of that school so so much um, that if you've got somebody who's not willing to listen to the teachers, and I think that's the biggest thing, uh, you know, the teachers feel like they're not being listened to outside of school, you know, getting it from the parents, getting it from school boards, getting it from the country, just kind of coming down to them and telling them what to do all the time. And I think having a principal who is a human and they can and can talk with them and can understand their frustrations and kind of is real and, and let them know, you know, I'm doing this because I'm this is coming up from my higher up. So I'm not doing this because I'm agreeing with what is happening. Uh, I had a principal like that and it was, and it was amazing. It was a shift from one principal who was kind of a dictator to another one who sat down with the teachers, heard them. They felt that they were heard. Even if things didn't change, they still felt that this, te- this principal was willing to work with them and let them try new things. You know, uh, teachers know what the, you know, every teacher has their own talent. Every teacher runs the classroom their own way. And a lot of us feel like we're getting pushed towards robotics, you know, being a robot in that room and, and everybody teaching the same way, the same thing. Every time we have to let the teachers be who they are and let their kind of, you know, a cheesy statement, let their light shine through. And that needs to be from the principal coming down and saying, hey, I'm going to support you in this and let's see how you do. I think that's great advice. Appreciate that, Red. How do people get a hold of you? I shared your website, but uh, social media and things like that. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. I've found a lot of educators are are hanging out on Instagram. The heavysketches.com is a great place to go because there's lots of different links and lots of different ways that you can get a hold of me. I am 
like I said, I'm taking a leave of absence from my from my job, going around to schools. I'm actually volunteering to schools, which you don't hear of very much. What? Um, that's right. And so, and now you're in Alaska, so you know it might be some compensation there. But uh, I'm working with a Knoxville school. I'm working with a, a school in Florida, and just starting to gather up a few schools that I'm going into. You know, five to ten times a year, working with the teachers and the students on sketch noting, creating their own heavy sketches book to be used. You know, for them for the students to be published so it's exciting and um yeah so heavysketches.com that's where you can find me awesome well thanks sir so much for being part of the transformative principal podcast i appreciate it thank you so much i'd like to be on again that was a great interview with red i hope you enjoy that and be sure to check out his website heavysketches.com where you can get links to all of his other places instagram.com slash heavysketches and all those links can be found on transformativeprinciple.org and then search for Red Roll, R-O-H-L. Thank you again so much for listening, and I really appreciate uh, everybody who does listen. It means a lot to me, and especially those who reach out to me on Twitter and other places and let me know that you're listening. That's really cool, and every time I hear that, I just it feels great to know that people are listening because sometimes I feel like people aren't. <laughs> And uh, just this week, I got someone who said they've been listening for a long time and thanked me for the effort that goes into it. And that really means a lot. So I do appreciate you listening. And if there's ever anything I can do to help, let me know at Jethro Jones on Twitter. Transformative Principles is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.